Hello. Hey, hey. It's been a long time since uh, we've been doing this. Oh, man. I blame the Rona. <laughs> I blame the life. I blame the quarantine of I the Rona. Life. It's been way too long. We yeah. did. We have attempted a couple times, but again, hashtag life, right? And then you got sick. I did. And then you couldn't talk because you were constantly coughing. But it wasn't the Rona. Wasn't the yeah? Let's let's make that very clear. It was the allergy. Yeah, every year you get it every year. Every year at the end of March. And you cough I for a month. I die. I so, get a fever. Mm-hmm. It, all signs pointed to the Rona. Oh my gosh! It totally did. I was like. Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And then one day I was sitting in front of my computer working and I was like, I'm the confusion setting in. I'm like, I all of a sudden didn't even know what I was looking at. It was kind of, it was weird. It was kind of scary. What are you talking about? I was sitting there. I was like (laughs) looking at my computer and all of a sudden it was like, everything just didn't make sense. I was like, when I was like type. Oh, like brain fog. Yeah. When I would type, uh it was like. I would start looking and it was like I was typing weird stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. You're having an aneurysm? No. I was having the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> I like we, saying that. We make light because it's been so in, insane. It's been heavy. It's been crazy. Anyway, he realized it was the allergies in which I have told him from the beginning, by the way. Anyway, well, okay, you but you him, did have a minute where you were like, maybe you should get tested. Well, I said, if you want to just get tested, see what they'll say. I'm gonna, they're gonna tell you nothing. Anyway, yeah. um, my cough, my cough was never dry. He still has a little good. bit, so if you hear anything, yeah. that's why. I'll, I'll try to shut him up, but wow, it probably won't work. <laughs> so hateful. Anyway, so much has happened. We had earthquakes. We've. We're still having earthquakes about 30 miles north. Utah is the right? new California. Right? Yeah. About 30 miles. Maybe not even no, that. No, it's not that. It's 15 like, miles? No. Yeah. Salt Lake is like 15 miles It wasn't from here. Salt Lake. It was Magna. I know. Magna's like 10, maybe. Eh. Anyway, it was I'm a look. not crazy far, and it was huge. The kids felt it. We felt it. And that was a month ago, and we're still having... 4.2 aftershocks weeks after, which is pretty normal, I guess. So it's just a little frustrating because it's getting old, you know? We aren't feeling as many as people that way. Oh, I totally was right. You're he right. looked it up. I said 15 miles. 14. It's 14. Don't you worry. You overshot <laughs> it. You would have lost in the prices right. Oh. So I win. Ouch. <laughs> I go home with nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Mm-hmm. Name that movie. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. Anyway, the earthquakes happened and then the Rona hit. Well, and no, it was the quarantine then. Right? Didn't the quarantine have to after, happen after the earthquakes? It was right. Yeah. It was n- like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Yep. Then that hit and life as we knew it completely stopped. Mm-hmm. Literally stopped. Ryan's been working from home. The kids are doing online school, so he is doing double duty. Yep, I miss your mom. And I have Thank never, you, Michael Keaton. never wanted to not be essential more in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you are essential because you serve coffee. Oh man, I'm serious. 
Yeah. No, we're we're lucky, and I mean, we really are. We're lucky that you still have your job, mm-hmm. and it's you know solid. And my job is one that allows me to continue to do the same amount of work. Work from home, yeah. You know, still can be productive, still get things done. We truly, yeah, we are so fortunate. We are, mm-hmm. we are very blessed. We know a lot yeah. of people are suffering right now, and our yep. hearts go out to them because it was completely out of their control. So yeah, such a crazy situation. So yeah, that's kind of been our life for the past four Month. weeks. Well, it's I think it's been. It's been a month. Since the end actually. of February that we have done a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Life's just been crazy. But earthquakes, corona, and conference. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which one was worse? Conference <laughs> was the last of it. And it. let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. What do, what do you think? How'd you feel the week before? Oh, why don't you tell me how I felt? I don't feel like you were coherent some of the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was on edge. Yeah, that week was weird for both of us. mm -hmm. And then being able to take it into perspective and go, okay, this is what's coming up. This is why feeling so apprehensive, so on edge. and. And then yeah. there's and then there's me that's that's still like maybe I'll hear something that's so amazing it'll blow me out of the water and then there's that part of me that's like oh gosh I've got to hear what they're saying so I can know what to expect in the coming weeks or know what the announcements are or what changes are going to be made or you know so I felt very I don't know I was the only one that really listened. Well, in and out of the day, I would have my headphones yeah, in. Superficially <laughs> listened. And I mean, yeah, some of it was playing and some of it I would hear and the eye rolling commenced. Well, it's funny because I would listen. And I'm not going to lie, certain names were were dropped and I'd have to turn it off. Yeah. I I couldn't do it. And that was very I don't know, that was hard. I've never, I've never felt like that before. And it's, it totally sucks. Why? It totally sucks. Because there's been so much that's come to light for me and for us that I, I can't rewind that and take it away now. And. So you're still in kind of, would you say you're still in a grieving phase? Or a yeah. morning, a morning phase. I think I'm, I think I'm that, and I think I'm a little angry too. Like I can feel the pit oh. in my stomach right now, like my chest. Knowing we were going to talk about this, my stomach, my chest has been kind of like, kind of in knots. Welcome to my world for the past year. I don't like it. I know. It's so frustrating you know. to me. I, I will say that I, I am in a much, probably since we recorded last, I would probably say that I'm in a much more kind of settled phase. There's there's moments, there's days, there's, you know, minutes or even hours that come up that I feel frustrated. Like tonight I was going through, we're, we're moving in 
just a little over a Six month. Six weeks. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, I was going through some stuff, just de-junking closet and, you know, came upon all my mission stuff, which caused me to get a little bit frustrated. Well, back up. Why do you think all of a sudden you came upon your mission stuff? Is it because that guy from your mission reached out to you? Has that been on your mind? It was. That was a kind of a cool situation. Yeah, it was for a minute. It was. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell this story in a nutshell. I think it's sweet. There's some really sweet. Yeah, so a kid that I baptized on my mission when he was 13, I think is when we met him. Um, he was awesome. He was a great kid. Um, he, he is a great person. Um, he's obviously an adult now. But um, family. But yeah, he, he messaged me out of the blue one day and said, hey, how are you doing? And then said, hey, are you still a part of the church? And I was like, oh, like, how do I how do I answer this? You know, because I'm like, I'm terrified to say, no, I'm not. You were the one that planted those seeds. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's been some there was some angst there and like some anxiety. And um, and I actually had intention of reaching out to him one day and then work just got crazy busy and I just completely spaced it. And then. The next morning, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got to write back. You know, and I said, oh, yeah. I've... Wait, wait. Didn't he send the picture before that? And then you were even more like. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he said, are you still in the church? And he's like, let me know. And then. Uh, By the way. And then your... that morning, the next morning, I got onto the chat to like message him back. And I noticed he'd sent me a few more like messages. One of which was a picture of his son. That they named after me. He's like, by the way, this is your and name. Ryan in, in Brazil is not a, it's not a name in Brazil because they don't pronounce the R like we do. So it would be, it would be pronounced Hia, which is not, it's not a Brazilian name. Mm-hmm. It's not a Portuguese name. Mm-hmm. And so they, they named him Ryan. And so he's like, so this is your namesake. And I'm like, oh boy. Gut. I'm like, gut punch. Is he? already guilt tripping me now you know no because he doesn't know yet sure sure oh man i can't even imagine well the anxiety no i'm sorry i'm remembering it wrong he i messaged him and i said no and then things got busy and i came back to the chat later and he'd sent those pictures oh that's why and i saw the picture and i was like oh my gosh shame and guilt oh and then he had a voice message that was like 45 seconds or so and so i listened to that and lo and behold, he said, yeah, since my mission and since, you know, things in my life have kind of gone the way they have, he's like, I haven't been to church for probably over a year, you know, and I was like, oh, and then he's like, and, but it's okay. He's like, because the church, there's still some great things in the church. You know, yeah. he's like, I've served in various callings. I've been like, you know, on the bishopric and, you know, part of the high council and so stuff. He's, and he's like, sounds like, go ahead. But he's just like, I, I don't believe in everything. I don't believe everything like I did. And he's like, and, and it's okay. He's like, everybody has their own kind of process and yeah. way to live. And he's like, and so, and I was like, oh, relief. Well, and what a beautiful, what a beautiful man. I think what a special yeah. moment because no matter how you met, you touched his life enough. Right. And that and that's the thing is that was, that was what I you'll made. You'll always be a part of their lives. That's what I very made very clear was that despite where I'm at in my life, uh-huh. church wise, 
which was kind of the the main foundation and grounds for where we were your relationship for our okay. relationship um is that we both I, I i won't take those things for granted right i won't take the experiences i had i won't take the people that i met right um you know for granted and and i will always count that as some some of the greatest moments you know in terms of just the people i met in the culture you know totally and so yeah i mean it was it was a fine conversation and i you know, left the conversation feeling very like relieved that I wasn't like destroying his, <laughs> his whole foundation. Him. Yeah. Because yeah, there could be people that you did touch that way. Right. That reach out to you that will be a totally different story. Yeah. And we'll cross that when we come to it, if it happens, but there is the one fun family part that I about, think I'm oh. terrified. Oh, I would be terrified if, if, uh, I don't know. I don't know where they're at. Yeah. But that, yeah. But some exciting news, right? Is that um, they might be coming over here. Yeah, he's been talking about coming coming so to the United could, States I to visit for him. a while. But it's, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's like, once this virus thing passes, he's like, I think we're going to head up there. How so, cool would that be? Yeah, it'd be awesome. So cool. Haven't, didn't we meet one of your, another mission buddy? And we, like at the witch thing in West Jordan? Didn't oh, yeah. Up? Yeah, he was one of the missionaries. That was there. Oh, one of your companions. No. He was just a missionary I knew. Oh, just in your zone or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was cool too. I always just stand around thinking they're sexy while they're talking in Portuguese because I can't understand oh anything. Gosh. So I just So you just drool. think it's sexy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Now you know why I want you to talk in Portuguese all the time, babe. Oh, all right. I guess <laughs> talk dirty to me. I'll just oh, talk Portuguese gosh. to you. <laughs> That's so funny. But anyway, back to conference weekend. Yeah, so conference I I kind of keep tabs on conference. I my uh my post-Mormon group that I was doing weekly um group therapy, I guess with. Yeah. Um we kind of kept a chain going throughout the day. Um, you know, just kind of a support thing. I don't think any of us were listening or watching, but we're all part of you know, various feeds on Facebook and Reddit and stuff. And so, and, and I follow a guy on Twitter that was kind of posting hour by hour kind of things. And well, and I would say things yeah, or, or you'd, you'd see a feed and then you'd go back and listen yourself to get all the details. Right. You know? Yeah. Somebody would say something and I'm like, what? No, no way. way. And then I go back and listen and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uchtdorf's, just... Uchtdorf's talk really, really kind of stung. And I, I will I will be completely honest and frank about that because, which is confusing because he, he's never I, said anything. I know. I feel like he was he was the, the only place. one. He was the only one that I still was like I really really I really you can listen respect to him. that guy and I really can I, I still can listen to him because he doesn't talk about those who have left as being wrong, you know, and and um and stuff and he like. His one talk about the fact that it's complicated, you right. know, when people leave, it was like refreshing to hear that. And so then whenever he referred to those of us who have left as unruly children, you know, it was like, okay, you kind of just, you, that, that was it. It was the last straw for me. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I wipe my hand, wash my hands of this and just will go on my way. Which is hard because it's so much more than that. It's not 
throwing a fit. It's not being a child. It, no, it's, it's not. It's so much deeper than and, that. And that's the thing is the focus is all on, oh, the parents whose child, child has left. And, you know, oh, just someday they'll hopefully open their eyes and, and, and learn something and come back. And it's like, yeah, the focus is always on the people that are getting left. But the focus is never on the person leaving. In the yeah, church. Yeah, it's if we pray more, they'll come back. Just have faith, it, they'll come back. Th- there's no, there's no. They've lost their way. There's no turning that attention to how hard is it for the person who's leaving. They're not just throwing a fit like a petulant, unruly child. You know, and I'm like, there's, I, I can't. It goes so much deeper anymore. than that, which kind of leads me into something that's been on my mind a lot, so much. And that's... Um, family and making sure that our parents, our siblings, our extended family knows that this is not your fault. This is not your fault. Nor is it your problem. Well, I can understand. I I can understand that. But they don't need to take the burden on as this is, this is, this is my problem and I need to fix this. No. Yeah. Well, I kind of look at it like, if I have a weakness and my kids grow up and have that weakness, I kind of feel responsible. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So can you see the parallel? So if my kids, if, if your parents or my parents, but we're going, like, but we're going the opposite way of where our parents are going in, in a, a, a large sense. But do you know, do you, can you see what I mean? Uh, yes, in that right. sense, that, that parent I can understand. Guilt, that parent responsibility. Sure. Of but what did we do wrong? Or maybe we should have studied more. Maybe we should have had family home meeting more. And that's, that's my the thing point. Is, is that sorry. I really want them to know that, that that's not it. That it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. Right. The efforts that we had no as, fault. as kids, as teenagers, from from our parents, from our siblings, people around us, that, that hasn't gone unnoticed or, or unappreciated. And and that's coming from a place of, of love and concern and a place of, of setting us up with tools and stepping stones in life to, you know, to lead us down a good path. I don't think there's anything else that their hearts wanted no right and with that when it comes crushing down crashing down please don't think that you did something wrong please don't think that we are throwing this all in your face that you did it that Mm -mm. because of this it's your fault because of that none of that no i'm not blaming anybody yeah, I'm not blaming it's none anybody. of that. And I'm not. And here's the thing: is I'm not even blaming myself because we know we. My path is not wrong. Your path is not wrong. It's just your path. The path is inherently trying to lead a life the, yeah, that's the, happy, the full path, of love. The path is not inherently good or evil. It's just there. Right. Right. And that's the thing is we can make new paths, right? You know, because there are path, there are are people choose to do certain things in their path, right? That can potentially be good or bad, but even then, it's not necessarily that. It's just their path. 
you know, and, and they learn from those things. And, and so when you go down your path, you say, you know what, this path has served me for X amount of time, but it's no longer serving me. I'm no longer finding fulfillment. Usually it's because of something that you learned, something that, oh, that doesn't fit what I want anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't, that doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't bring me joy, you know? Right. And, and ultimately this right now is, there's a lot of feeling of betrayal. Oh, my heart just got like, my chest is like, this, this is a hard thing to talk about because I know, I do know that some family listens to it and I, that's my ultimate goal tonight is just to be so clear that this is not your fault. No. I I feel like I I know where the blame lies, but I don't need to get into that. Um I feel I feel a sense of betrayal from from sources that I feel no better and I feel that is now a source of just quickly that there's only one thing to talk about and one way to do it instead of the whole picture. And sadly, I feel like that's way more hurtful and way more detrimental than just being honest. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's there. So let's just talk about it. Because honestly, I, I'm not sure where I'm at right now. I feel like I, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I do know where I'm at. I, I think I'm kind of in denial because I feel like it's an ending and sometimes I don't know I'm trying to figure out because this huge piece of my life possibly won't be there consistently anymore what's feeling what's filling that hole but here's you know? the thing it's not uh, and I don't want to step on what you said because it's very valid and those feelings of feeling that denial feeling that I don't want to embrace where I'm at because my entire life I've been told that if this is where I got to, that it was going to be an end of many things. You know, my happiness, my family, my marriage, my joy, all those things. And so it may be an end to a chapter Right. Yeah, I know that. But it's a continuation, right? Right. It's a beginning of a new path that is equally as beautiful as we choose to make it. Right. And that's the thing is it's ultimately, and this is, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's ultimately realizing what things in your life serve you. Yeah. And what things in your life edify you and make you better, make you happier, make you stronger, make you more amazing and if there's things in your life that don't do that then literally we tell people if it's not you know like in their nutrition if it's not if it's not feeding you right if it's not giving you the nutrition that you're needing that you're desiring that you're wanting you got to change something you got to change something right well I, I kind of liken it with the kids going to school and now they're not really quickly they've had to learn a new way right and that's where i'm at right now 
And I feel like with religion and spirituality, they're, I've learned that they're very separate. You can find those. Yeah. You can find spirituality without an actual religion. But because there's certain things you do all the time and then you don't, I, I feel like I'm doing a lot of things that are good for me that mm-hmm. I hope is what I'm supposed to do to fill that space, you know? We we're both doing that. We're working out regularly. Mm-hmm. We we are praying with the kids a little bit more right now too. You know, family prayers at night, which I think is still very important. Not not only just the prayer factor, but that time together, that we're coming together and talking about our day or a new goal. We're meditating more. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're visualizing more. We're setting goals for our future, and we're getting out more honestly you know there's been weekends like conference weekend we ended up up in the hills you know hiking a canyon together so there are things that we can fill that space with but there's also that part of me that's like it's it's it's, just new it's dropping it's dropping the familiar Mm -hmm. and turning and facing the unknown and it's scary it's scary as hell because you're like, well, wait a minute. I don't know. I've always had this kind of cookie cutter sort of stencil to oh, follow, oh. right? To make this right. picture of my life. And, and and as long as I stayed with inside that stencil, I was fine. But that's also confining you because whenever you realize, well, wait a minute. There's other parts to this world. And if I step right. outside of the stencil, I can create new things that you get to create. That's right. what I like what you just said. So I just had, um, this is from my daily meditation. I just remembered that I'd heard this. And it's, um, I'll probably pronounce the name wrong, but Karen Salmonson said, I've heard this in different ways too, but um, she says, the best things in life are often waiting for you at the exit ramp of your comfort zone. So just like nice. you were talking about, right? Yeah. I, I hear that all the time, especially with business and things, but um that it, it's a, it's an exciting feeling, a nervous feeling. Anyway. It's like the Brene Brown wilderness quote. The braving the wilderness. Oh. If you haven't read that quote or haven't like heard some of that stuff from that um That I book's on my book. list. It oh my gosh, it's amazing. But it is. It's a wilderness and it's scary. It's scary when you don't know what's out there. Right. You know, because your entire life you've almost been told it's darkness. It's evil. It's bad. You know? Right. Then you get out of it and you're like, whoa. There's a show on Netflix I just finished watching called, um, oh my gosh, the name's completely. Unorthodox? That's it. Thank you unorthodox amazing amazing show it's um about a um a jewish community in new york um and about this girl that leaves her community leaves everything she's ever known because it's so oppressive to her she leaves it and escapes and actually goes to berlin where it was like the biggest like big no-no for all jews and she found some beauty 
some incredible things there. And she's like, my whole life I've been told this was darkness. This was horror. And and, and she went to where that and she horror went, was supposed to yes, be and found beauty. And found beauty and joy. And it just was wow. like, I mean, there I were so it. many parallels, but it was so powerful and just very well portrayed. Um, but yeah. So I, I don't know, like that's the thing is I think I think finding that that letting go of that past chapter is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for me personally, I don't think that I ever can completely because there's there's a lot of good. But, but that's the, the thing com- is it's the community part of it. Right. The but you're not part of it. But you're not letting you're not just letting that go and forgetting it. Right. Because those things are a part of you. Yeah. Right. As, as you've carried that rope, as you've carried that, it's it's become those things that you've learned have, mm-hmm. have f- fed into you. Mm-hmm. And dropping that part of your life in terms of this no longer serves me in its in its entirety. You know? But there's the hang up. Sometimes I still wonder sure. if I don't go, mm-hmm. would today have served me? Sure. You know? Sure. And so for me, it's finding new things that will fill me and that edify you know, fill me you every time you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not reality where every single time we do something, it's going to be incredible and amazing. No, and no, no. So ama- uplifting. And but I get that. How many times when you go to church, do you get that? I don't very often anymore. But even before every time you went, did you get something amazing and wonderful? No, you didn't. No. That's what I'm saying is even in the moments when we're doing things that edify us, we're not going to have those mind blowing like, oh my gosh, this is life changing moments, but there's still things that feed us, still things that serve us, still things that make us better, you know? And so for myself, that's what I've learned is if I can find those things that will fill me that way, you know, and, and sometimes you try something out and you go, well, no, that didn't work. Then you let that go and you turn to something else, you know, but it's discovery. That's for me, that's what's been so amazing and exciting is being able to discover things that, you know, that, that I'm able to make my choices based on what I decide, you know, and, and, and literally forging that path myself, because I read a quote once that I truly, truly believe it's, um, that, all paths are leading to the same place. You know, all, all paths that are, that people are striving to be better and be, be good. They all lead to the same place, but we're taught so much to put the blinders on because there is only one path. And when you take those blinders off and you go, Whoa, wait a minute. All the forks are going to lead to the same. Place. All those forks are yeah. all leading up the hill to the same place. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to wax philosophical, but. Yeah. That's what's worked for me. I'm not trying to tell you what you should do. No, I, I appreciate you sharing it. That's what this is. Sharing our views. But yeah, going back to what your original point was, you know, it's, I don't think it's anybody's fault on, you know, where people. Our families. Yeah, where people decide to go and which path they decide to follow and which path they decide not to follow. Yeah. Because ultimately, we're still family. You know, we're still family and we still can love and 
treat each other with kindness and not judge each other for where we're at in life and do the best at not judging each other yeah and just be because we will that's just a human thing (laughs) just be as gentle as we can with our judgment towards family because it seems like they're the easiest to judge sure you know but please there's no fault if there's anything that you take away from this tonight I, I really, I can't stress it enough, is um, mom, dad, um, all, all of my moms and dads out there, this isn't your fault. You've done nothing wrong. We love you and we see you and we appreciate your efforts so much. And we know that ultimately you guys just want us to be happy. And that you love us and you love our kids and you'd do anything for us. So I think that's where we'll, I think that's where we can end tonight, but we love you all. And, uh, yeah, good luck with ending this virus stuff, (laughs) taking the masks off, reentering the world. That's going to be a little different, right? Getting back into that, see how the the economy handles. And yeah, this is it's gonna change because it's not over. It's but gonna change humanity, I think. Yep, use that stimulus money <laughs> as it needs to be used. Right, <laughs> stimulate the economy. Go buy things. Yes, locally. <laughs> yeah, support those local places. Yep, that are struggling. But anyway, I'm so glad we jumped on. We needed to do this. My heart feels lighter already. So anyway, have a good week and thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys another time. Stay healthy. Bye, guys.